May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. The deaths of those we love can put us into a tailspin, not only of grief, but of questioning about whether there is any solid ground on which we can base our lives. We look to God to give us understanding and hope, and that is an excellent start. However, we may be hindered by our misconceptions about God. The great spiritual writer Henry Nouwen notes that we often see God as a distant, punitive authority or as aloof and, for all practical purposes, powerless. No wonder we sometimes have trouble trusting God. According to Nouwen, the antidote to this spiritual problem is to realize that God is nothing less than a lover whose desire is to give us what our hearts most desire. We get involved with the one who made us and who loves us so much that he gave his only son by being present to God as God is always present to us. We connect with God by praying, which now and says essentially involves listening to the voice of love. If we truly hear the voice of the beloved, we can live fully in the present moment, realizing, as now and says, that we are not alone and that the one who is with us wants only one thing, to give us love. Our Sandra was a listener more than a talker. She therefore had one of the chief qualities required for true prayer, which is to hear, to listen attentively to the voice of love. Jesus had much to say in John's gospel about the sustaining, life-giving power available to those who truly hear the voice of love, his voice. From this, he says, from such listening comes resurrection. The disciple Martha had rightly learned, as she articulated in today's gospel, that her brother Lazarus, along with others, would rise again on the last day. As a foreshadowing of this, Jesus would soon bring Lazarus, whom the gospel says he loved, back to life, significantly through the dead man's hearing of his voice when he cried out, Lazarus, come out. Earlier in chapter 5 of John's gospel, Jesus had also linked resurrection with hearing, declaring that, very truly, the hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. 
it seems that the dead he is referring to are not just the physically dead, but all of us who are spiritually deadened by our failure to hear his voice, the voice of love. The hour is not only coming, he says, but now is, when the dead will hear his voice and live. Resurrection is now, as well as hereafter at the end of the ages. Anyone, Jesus also says in chapter 5 of John's Gospel, anyone who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come under judgment but has passed from death to life. In a very real sense, we know through faith and through the testimony of Scripture, it is the new age already. The kingdom is to come, but in a sense the kingdom has come. In baptism, we are buried with Christ in his death, and we share with him in his resurrection. In the most important sense, we have already been brought from death to life. This is why when we administer Holy Communion, we often say, the body of our Lord Jesus Christ keep you in everlasting life. We're already there. Even though we don't usually perceive that fully, we're already in everlasting life. Sandra, even in her earthly life, heard the voice of the Son of God, believed in him as she received his sacramental life-giving presence in the Eucharist and experienced eternal life, even in this life. She was already living the life that never ends, a life that could never be taken away from her, life in union with God. Now she hears even more keenly the one, the only one, who speaks with the voice of absolute, unconditional love, and she knows the abundant life of God's kingdom much more fully than before. Therefore, as we mourn today, we also rejoice in Sandra's participation in the life of the world to come, and we rejoice that even now we share in that life, which is God's gift, because God in Christ loves us all so much, as St. Paul told us today in Romans. Yes, we and Sandra are in different realms, so to speak, but we all share in the eternal life of God through grace. We'll participate in that life when we come up to the table. As the hymn we will sing at the end of this service says, we feebly struggle, they in glory shine, yet all are one in thee, for all are thine. Alleluia. We're connected with God and each other in this eternal bond that Christ makes possible that we share in through the Holy Spirit. We point to this amazing reality of the communion of saints when we gather at the altar in a few minutes 
and the priest will remind us in prayer that we are offering our thanks and praise to God with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, including Sandra. The ground of our hope is nothing less than the powerful love of God who calls us each by name. It is because of this love that Sandra and all of us have known the wonder of human love. All the good experiences of this life are gifts under, shall we say, the umbrella of the divine love, the divine uh, provision. And divine love, which we know in Christ, is the love, Paul tells us, that will never let us go. It is the love that is so strong that it even overcomes death and the grave. Sandra is wrapped in the arms of this love, and so are we.